Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. My name is Shakira. If you are new here, I am the host of this podcast and I am so happy to be back. There's been a lot going on in my life and I will give you all a little a little snippets, a little more detail as to why we missed last week's episode. But if you are new here, just know that we have new episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. If you are not new here, if it's not your first time hearing my voice, if you are already subscribed, that means that you are a part of our carefree family. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you and I love you dearly. I have been seeing the feedback on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, everything. I'm sorry if I haven't been able to get back to everyone, but I am so appreciative and I'm so thankful to everyone who has shared this podcast with a friend, a family member, a co-worker. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So let's hop into our carefree updates and then we're going to hop into our topic. And let me just say that this topic was supposed to be discussed last week, but again, issues right but this topic today is not one that you want to miss I want as many as possible as many people as possible listening to hear today's topic and not just hear it but apply it to your life because I'll explain later but I need you all to stay tuned to the very end of this episode so enough of that here are our carefree updates Okay, so first of all, am I the only person that feels like a lot has happened, but nothing has happened at the same time? Because that's how I've been feeling lately. Um, I feel like a lot has happened, but nothing has happened at the same time. And I actually read an article on the LA Times. Yes, the LA Times a few days ago. And it was talking about this theory of why we feel like time is passing so quickly and the article basically was saying that for people that feel like time is passing swiftly which is me because the other day I was I think I was on the couch or something and I was like I feel like it was just Sunday but it was like a Friday and I read the article and it was basically saying that you feel that way because there is there's less events to like look forward to there's less things happening throughout our day to like be memorable there's nothing to remember we wake up eat sleep nap watch something on Netflix get on social media it's like the same thing over and over so that's why time feels like it's passing so swiftly so that's not a carefree update I just wanted to share that with you in case you had that same um thought like why does time feel like it's passing so fast so that's why but as for carefree updates Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion I guess I should say Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce released a remix to Savage the song Savage off of Megan's album now let me just say I love Megan and I love Beyonce but that Savage song, the very the original Savage song, got on my nerves. And it wasn't the song itself. It was just hearing it so much that got on my nerves so badly because the girls on TikTok ate it up and they ruined it for me because every time I scrolled on social media, it felt like every dancing video I saw was like, I'm a savage. 
classy, bougie, ratchet. And I got tired of hearing it, but Megan got Beyonce on it and she turned it into a completely different song. And I am so thankful because it was being run in the ground. It was being run in the ground. And I'm so glad it wasn't a regular remix where they just like add a new verse, you know, and some ad libs. They completely redid the song. So I was so happy to hear that. Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj also released a remix to Say So. That one... I mean, it's cute. It's a cute little summer bop. I'm not, like, playing it repetitively, (laughs) to be honest. But, I mean, it's cute. It's cute. And then, what else has happened in music lately? Hmm. I feel like there's a lot that has happened. Drake released um, a mixtape. And I still feel like Views is better than that. I still feel like a lot of his other projects are better than what he just put out. The only song I like on there really, um, well, that I have listened to over and over again is From Florida With Love. And honestly, it's probably because I'm from Florida. And that's the reason why I keep replaying that song in particular. But other than that, like, you know, it's not my cup of tea. I'll just say that it's not my cup of tea personally. Insecure aired last night. I am recording this on a Monday. And if you have not seen Insecure, spoiler alert, you may want to fast forward a few minutes because I don't want to spoil anything for you. But okay, so I have been giving Molly a very hard time this season. I'm not gonna lie. I really have been giving her a very hard time. I feel like Molly at her big age should be able to communicate effectively in friendships and relationships with her family, like with her co-workers, you may notice a pattern in her life that she just has a very hard time with communication all around, like in every aspect of her life. And at her big age, she should be able to communicate effectively, especially being a lawyer. But last night's episode, um, you know, I'm definitely still pro Issa, you know, in this case. But last night, the only thing that I will say is that when Issa called Molly on the phone, and a lot of y'all are not going to want to hear this, but when Issa called Molly on the phone, yes, she was, okay, when she was calling to ask for the favor that she was asking for, I personally, I would have asked Andrew, if I were Molly, I would have asked Andrew for the favor that Issa was asking for, but that's just me. I talked to my mom about it and she was like, she wouldn't have, but my mom is older than me. So, you know, more life to live, um, more lessons that she's learned. But personally, I would have asked him. Now, I do feel like Issa was wrong initially in the conversation because she just kind of bypassed everything Molly was getting ready to say and breezed into her own issues. And if you're going to ask someone for a favor, at least fake like you are interested in what they're saying, like at least fake it. Issa did not fake it at all. And it was just like, okay, very apparent. And I knew right then in that moment that when she asked for the favor, Molly was going to say no. Like I just knew it because Molly is so self, like she's so self-consumed. She is so self-absorbed. She's just like in Molly's world. And I feel like we've all had those friends that it's not about you. It's about me. I'm your friend, but still it's about me. Listen to my problems. I don't really want to hear your problems. And I feel like that's what has happened in their relationship. 
And as people get older, those kind of rifts do occur naturally, I believe. And sometimes some people are meant for certain stages in your life. And maybe Issa is entering a stage in her life that Molly is not equipped for. I don't think that Molly is prepared to have a friend that is almost on the same level as her. I think that Molly does well with friendships. I feel like she does well with friendships of people... Friendships with people that she feels like she's better than, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like that's Molly's kind of M.O. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. Personal preference, personal opinion. So, that's all I have for Carefree Updates. Oh, my personal life. Okay, so let me tell y'all. Last week, we missed an episode. I was sick. When I tell you that was one of the sickest moments I've had in my entire life, I didn't think I was going to die, but it was just like, oh my gosh, what is happening? I felt like my body was rebelling against me. Um, It wasn't Corona. It wasn't Dorona, I promise. It was just like very sick. I couldn't keep anything down. So I was very dehydrated because I couldn't eat or drink anything, not even water, because it would be right back up. Sorry if that's... TMI, but I was just so, I was down bad, y'all. I was down bad, and I had to seek medical help, so that is where I was last week. I was sick and recovering, but I'm thankful, and I'm happy to be feeling better now. So, that's all I have for Carefree Updates. Here are two messages from our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about this topic because, girl, listen, this is this is one that I need you all to listen to. I need you all to get a notebook, get your piece of paper, a pen, whatever you have to do right now. Start getting it out because you have time while I'm talking right now. Then you have the ad spots coming up because you're going to want to take notes on this. I promise because you want to keep this forever and a day. So here we go. All right. So first of all, I have given you all some time to find a notebook, find a piece of paper, find a pen to do what you need to do so that you can write this stuff down. I promise you it is something that you want to keep with you forever. And sometimes, you know, it's good to listen to a podcast. It's good to listen to different things that can help you in your life. But we, I mean, how many of us remember that stuff if we don't write it down? So please write this down. Please, I'm begging you. Now, let me just say, if you hear some paper turning, it's me. If you hear this... If you hear that as paper, because this, I wrote all of this stuff down at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, two weeks ago, before I got sick, I wrote, I found an old paper in a book bag from when I was in grad school last semester. It's a long yellow sheet of paper. And I had written on the piece of paper, you know how you jot down like random things that come to your mind on pieces of paper everywhere like that's me so on this piece of paper I had written faith and I underlined faith and under the underline I put fear so faith over fear or faith divided by fear however you want to reference it so first things first write that down write faith put an underline under it and then under the underline put fear now, I had written this down on this piece of paper so long ago, and I had forgotten about it, and I pulled it out. I was, like, cleaning up my room and cleaning out different things that I have around my space a few weeks ago, and I found this piece of paper, and I started to throw it away. 
because everything else that I had written on this piece of paper were like things that I had completed or things that um, it just wasn't important anymore. Right. So I started to throw it away. But then I saw faith over fear. And I was like, okay, let me not throw that away just yet. So I had it sitting on my desk for I don't know how long. So it's just been like sitting on my desk. And then two weeks ago, I have this like spark again at four o'clock in the morning. And I look at it and I'm like, that's a podcast episode. That's something we need to talk about. And I asked God to speak to me. I prayed about it. And it was like, imagine a waterfall. Like, you know how a rushing waterfall is or a stream going downhill how the water just like flows and flows and flows that's how it felt when I was writing everything down and I just had to get everything down because my thoughts were moving so quickly and I was like this is good this is good they need this they need this I need this so I was writing all this stuff down and I wanted to remember so that's why you're going to be hearing some paper from here you know here and there because I was trying to get everything down. So, again, faith over fear. That's what we're talking about today. Now, sometimes you have these these different thoughts about things. And they come to your mind. And sometimes it's just not the time to create life for them just yet. And that's how I felt about faith over fear. I felt like, you know, initially when I wrote it down, yeah, it was all fine and dandy, but if I had just like forced a podcast episode or a blog post or whatever in relationship to this topic, it would have been just that. It would have been forced, not authentic. And I'm all about authenticity here. I want to share you all like real life experiences so that you can implement the different lessons that you learn into your personal life. So it just wasn't the time for me to create life for this topic. But this right here is the time. This is the time. Because at first it was a passing thought, but I was looking at it. And I'm looking at, you know, faith, underline, fear. And it reminded me of a seesaw. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how it reminded me of a seesaw, but it just did. And it reminded me of when I was in elementary school. So when I was in elementary school, we had this playground. It was covered in sand. We had, I mean, now that I think about it, that playground was bomb. It was a bomb playground. We had a merry-go-round. We had two merry-go-rounds. Now, one of them was a little rusty. And it was like brown and rusty. And the other one was colorful. It was newer than the old merry-go-round, but they just never took up the old one. So we had two merry-go-rounds, we had a jungle gym, we had the swing sets, we had, um, we didn't have slides, now that I think about it. Um, We had this thing, it was like oval shaped, and people would like hang upside down on it. It was a lit playground at the school, right? So we had this seesaw that was on the end of the swing set, and I remember this so vividly because certain times you have different memories in your life, and they just stick with you, and you don't know in the moment why it's so necessary for those memories to stick with you but this is why that memory has stuck with me all these years I'm 26 years old this has to have been like maybe not 20 years because I don't think I was in kindergarten or first grade but maybe like 18 19 years ago and I still remember this so vividly so I was a small child I was shorter I'm tall now but I was shorter um than most of my classmates I was very thin and fragile (laughs) I have broken my collarbone like three times as a child and it still gives me problems to this day 
Um, so I was very fragile, very tiny. And we would get on this seesaw that was on the end of the swing set. And oftentimes I would not be able to, because remember the seesaw where you have one person on one end and another person on the other end and you just, you know, teeter totter back and forth, up and down, up and down. So I would often have to get people to sit on the seat with me to level it out because I would just be up in the air if I didn't have somebody sit on the seat with me because the other person would be heavier than I was. So there was no chance that we were going I was going back down, right? Unless they really put their weight on their feet to like push up to bring me back down. And even then I was going right back up because I was so small. So I will often have to ask people to come sit with me. And I want you all to remember this story because it's so pivotal. So one particular day I get on the seesaw and I don't know why, but I didn't ask anyone to sit on the seat with me. While I was on the seesaw with someone else, I don't even know who the person was. So we're on the seesaw, we're on the seesaw, and again, I'm small, frail, and I'm up in the air. And I guess the weight of me going like rising up in the air on the seesaw, I lost my grip on the handlebars. And when I lost my grip on the handlebars, this was a metal seesaw hard metal and when I lost my grip on the seesaw I fell forward and when I fell forward I hit my head on the metal pole that like connected you know the seats and I hit my head on the metal pole and it hurt so badly it hurt so badly but kind of like shook it off you know when you're a kid like you know grown people say if you see a kid hurt themselves don't look at them because they'll just cry like but if you don't look at them if you act like you didn't see it they'll just like shake it off and I guess that was me I just like shook it off it hurt but I'm like I'm a G I'm okay so I shook it off we go back to class school as usual I get home right after school and I fall asleep so when I woke up I had a knot (laughs) I had a huge knot like on the side of my head And my mom, she, my dad would pick me up from school because my mom would be at work. And so when my mom got home, I think she like, either I woke up or she woke me up from the nap. And she was like, how did you get this knot on your head? And I told her, oh, I was on the seesaw and I fell off and I hit my head. And she was like, Shakira, if you ever hit your head on anything in life, don't go to sleep. So I've always kept that lesson with me, like, since then. If I ever hit my head on anything, I refuse to go to sleep. Even if I feel sleepy, do not go to sleep. And that's a lesson for all of you, too. If you hit your head on anything, don't go to sleep because it can be dangerous. So she was like, don't go to sleep. So I was like, okay. So that part is not really necessary to the story, but I just wanted to finish it. I didn't want to leave you with a cliffhanger. So I learned my lesson in that moment. Don't get on the seesaw by yourself. (laughs) Ask someone to get on the seesaw with you. So remember that. Now, back to the topic. Your faith has to be bigger than your fear. Your faith has to be heavier than your fear. So I looked up the word faith in the dictionary And according to the dictionary, you all know I love definitions. I love me some definitions. So I looked it up. And according to the dictionary, faith is the belief that is not based on proof. It's a belief that is not based on proof. So physical proof, 
tangible things that you can see with your eyes. It's this belief system that you have. You can't explain it. It's just in you, right? So that's faith. And it's the confidence or trust in a person or thing. So that is the, I guess you can say, the worldly definition of faith. Now, when you think of faith biblically, and I'm not going to lie, I was hesitant to even do this episode because I was like, some people don't believe in God. Some people, you know, have different beliefs and I don't want to offend anyone. And it's okay. If you don't believe in God, if you believe in something or someone else, if you don't believe in anything, it's okay. It's okay. Trust me, because you're still going to find something within this episode that you need to apply to your life. So when you think about it biblically, Hebrews 11 and 1 So you can write that down. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So biblically, the definition of faith is this. It's the substance of things that we hope for, the evidence of things that we cannot see. Now, if you look up the easy to read version, the version that I like, I love the King James version too, but easy to read is exactly as it says. It's easy to read and understand. So that same verse, Hebrews 11 and 1 in the easy to read version says that faith is what makes real the things that we hope for. It is proof of what we cannot see. So, as you can see, the biblical definition of faith and also the worldly quotes around that, because I hate the term worldly, um, definition of faith is about the same thing. It's this confidence that we have in something, a belief or a thing, but we cannot see it. Even though we cannot see it, we still have confidence or faith that this thing is real or that this thing can happen. So, I was like, okay. In the verse, in the easy-to-read version, again, it said, Faith is what makes real the things we hope for. It is proof of what we cannot see. And for some reason, when I was reading this, again, I told you all it was like a waterfall just flowing. So hope stood out to me. And I was like, okay, let's look up what hope is. Because we have to have hope in something in order for us to have faith. Hope and faith work hand in hand. So I looked up hope in the dictionary and the definition of hope in the dictionary is the feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for the best. How beautiful is that? That's hope. So you must have hope for something first. Hope is the foundation of faith. Um, It says that faith is hope for hope. For something. So before you can have faith in something or something, you have to have hope in it first. It's the foundation. And I was thinking, you know, while I was thinking about this, we think about faith a lot. We talk about faith a lot. Have faith, you know, just be faithful in your journey and all these different things. But we rarely talk about hope. And I think that we underestimate the power that hope holds. Like there is power in hope so we have to hope for things because hope is what plants the seed so faith isn't the thing that puts the seed in the ground hope puts the seed in the ground remember hope is the foundation of faith so faith is the thing that kicks in after the seed is in the ground now faith knows that faith has this thought like 
I put this thing here, it's down there, it's under this soil. Now I'm going to have faith that it's going to grow. But catch this. Sometimes we have hope. Um, we have faith. So we know that the seed is there. And we come back and we look at the ground and we look at it every day. And we come back an hour later and we're still looking at the ground. And we feel like, okay, I have faith that this thing is going to grow. But as we keep coming back and coming back and coming back and nothing's there, our faith can start to waver. And I'm equating this seed, this planting of a seed um, to your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations in life. You plant the seed for it. You, you know, have faith that you have planted this seed. You're hoping and praying that something is going to kick in for you. But you keep coming back and you keep coming back to this thing and you feel like, why is nothing happening for me? So that that's this is what we're talking about right now. So you go back and I want to go back to the verse about faith, because when we go back to that, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the absence of things not seen. But there is another part to that that we often ignore. And that can be our issue a lot of times. Oftentimes, this is our issue. So you know what part it is that we ignore a lot? It's the part that says that faith without works is dead. But even before that, the word says that if a person claims to have faith but does nothing, that faith is worth nothing. If it is just faith and nothing more, if it doesn't do anything, it is dead. Those are not my words. Those are not my words. That came from James 2, 14 um, and read 18. And as I was looking at this, the night that I wrote it, well, morning, early morning that I wrote it, let me tell you that that particular, this I mean, the whole thing just like blew my mind and it rocked my world. And I hope that it rocks yours too, because I read through this particular section and I kept seeing that it was saying the same thing over and over again. Right. So I go back to the top and I start counting how many times it tells us that faith without work is dead. And let me tell you, when I tell you my mind was blown, I was shooketh shook it and I'm gonna tell you why because in this particular verse the first time that it tells us that faith without works is dead well scratch that I'll come right back to that stay there I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert it tells us this seven different times in this one particular passage it tells us this seven different times and it blew my mind because how many days of a week do we have Seven, seven, unless you live in a different week than I live. We have seven days in a week. And this particular passage tells us seven different times that faith without works is dead. So boom, Monday, verse 14, my brothers and sisters, if a person claims to have faith, but does nothing, that faith is worth nothing. Faith like that cannot save anyone. Boom. Number one, Monday, faith without works is dead. Tuesday, verse 16, and you say to them, God be with you. I hope you stay warm and get plenty to eat, but you don't give them the things that they need. If you don't help them, your words are worthless. Faith without works is dead. Tuesday, Wednesday, verse 17, 
It is the same with faith. If it is just faith and nothing more, if it doesn't do anything, it is dead. It's telling us again. Boom. Thursday. Continuing on. Verse 18. But someone might argue some people have faith and others have good works. My answer would be that you can't show me your faith if you don't do anything. But I will show you my faith by the good I do. Hello. What day are we on now? Was that Thursday? Yep. Thursday. Friday. Verse 20. You fool. (laughs) Faith that does nothing is worth nothing. Do you want me to prove this to you? Hello. Saturday. Verse 24. Let's skim forward a little bit. So you see that people are made right with God by what they do. They cannot be made right by faith alone. So faith alone, again, faith without works is what? Boom, dead. Sunday, last day of the week, verse 26. A person's body that does not have a spirit is dead. It is the same with faith. Faith that does nothing is dead. And I don't know if y'all world is trembling like mine was in this moment. Maybe it's just me. But that particular passage tells us seven different ways that faith without works is dead. It's the same message seven different times, telling us the same thing seven different times in different words. Faith without works is dead. And that I don't think that that was accidental. I think that was on purpose because we have seven days in a week. That's seven different times, seven different chances to wake up. And remember that our faith alone, our faith by itself is not enough. It's not enough to just have faith that this job opportunity is going to come through for you. It's not enough to have faith that that relationship is going to work out. It's not enough to have faith that you're going to move to that new city. You have to do the work like you hope for it and you have faith in it. But have you done the work for it? Because faith without works is what? dead so again it it doesn't matter if we have hope when we put the seed in the ground and it doesn't matter if we stand there looking at the ground 24 7 with faith that it's going to come up because we must do the work the hope in putting the seed in the ground and the faith that it's going to be you know sprouting up through the soil is not enough because the work is in watering the seed You can't put a seed in the ground. I don't know if you all have ever planted anything, but you can't put a seed in the ground and expect for it to just grow. You have to water it. And that's the work you have to put in the effort to water the seed. Okay, so you have hope, faith and the works all working together to make this thing happen for you. And I love plants. I don't know if you all have been with me for over a year or since the beginning, two years ago. I use plants a lot <laughs> um, in analogies and different examples because I, I really love plants. Um, so I use them here a lot. But it was perfect for, they're actually perfect for a lot of different analogies that I use. But it was perfect for this because this analogy should be applied to your life. It's not enough to hope that one day you're going to move again, like I said, um, and say, oh, I have faith that I'm going to be moving to Dallas. If you aren't doing the works to make that possible, how often do we say that we want something and we hope for it and we have faith that it's going to come, but then we don't put the work in and a month goes by and we're like, 
well, Lord, why hasn't this happened for me? Like, what's going on? I hope for it. I prayed. I have faith that you'll do it. And he's looking at you like, okay. And like, I'm waiting on you. I can't accept you into that school when you haven't submitted the application. I can't get your resume on that recruiter's desk if you haven't filled out the job application. Um, I can't help you work out the issues in your friendships if you won't stop being stubborn and reach out to the person. Like, I can't help you get that mortgage on the house, that dream house that you want so badly if you aren't working on your spending habits. Hello. Uh, I hope I'm not upsetting anyone because this... I feel like even if it's just one person I'm talking to right now, you have had hope in this thing. You have had faith in it, but you haven't done any work, baby, baby girl. I love you. And I love you enough to tell you that you have to do the work. Listen, all I'm saying is you can have all the hope and faith in this world, but it means nothing without works. You have to put water on it for it to sprout. So I was reading up on this and the phrase fear not, that complete phrase was in the Bible at least 80 times. Fear not was in the Bible at least 80 times. And this writer that I was reading, they're like, it wasn't a summary, but like just a a kind of post about the whole thing. Um, They said that most likely it was used so many times because he knows that the enemy uses fear to decrease our hope. Hello, this is what the author said, not me. The enemy uses fear to decrease our hope and limit our victories. Now, y'all, that blew my mind because I had already done all this writing about how I was going to equate, you know, the hope to putting the seed in the ground so that that was just confirmation for me that I was on the right path with this. So, again, The enemy uses fear, hello, their words, not mine, to decrease our hope. And when I saw fear and hope, because I had already written down that we were going to talk about hope, and I had already written down months ago, faith over fear. And the fact that this author said that the enemy uses fear to decrease our hope and limit our victories, keep you from your victories, keep you from the things that you want most in life, it was confirmation. So if we are fearful, um, if we are scared of something, we lack the hope to even put the seed in the ground. Because, again, the author said that the enemy uses fear to decrease our hope. So if the enemy has made us afraid, we don't have hope because, remember, hope is what puts the seed in the ground. So we're standing there scared with seeds in our hand because we're too scared to even put this thing in the ground to even kick off our journey. Right. So. We don't have hope to put the seed in the ground, let alone have faith, let alone have the ability to do the works to enjoy or reap the harvest or beauty of the results or your works, the beauty of your works. So let me make it plain. How many of you want something or you want to do something, but you won't even say it out loud, let alone tell anyone? um, And it's usually out of fear. Raise your hand. You're probably by yourself. It's okay. You can just raise your hand. Even if you're like raising it like the guy on Mean Girls when they were in the gym and they said, who has felt personally victimized by Regina George? Just raise it like that because I'm raising mine too. I 
have been like that. I am like that with a lot of things in my life. Um, there have been things that I won't even say out loud out of fear. And why? Like, what are you afraid of? And I always play it small out of fear of what others may think of me saying that. So right now, right now in this moment, I want you to say aloud, out loud, one thing that you want to hope for. Whether it's a job, um, a school to accept you, a house, a relationship, a healing Whatever it is, something that you've been too afraid to say aloud, go ahead. I'll go first because one of my cousins, she told me that words are obedient. Like once you say something, it's going to go out and go out into the world and do exactly what you said that it was going to do. She said words are obedient. So I'll go first so you don't feel alone. I, hold on. First, don't let fear keep you from planting the seed of hope. But here I am. So I. I want to work in film and television. I want to be a screenwriter. I want to produce. I want to direct. I love that field. I am extremely happy when I am on a set. It There's very few joys besides my family and my friends, um, things like that, that bring me joy, like being on a set. I feel fulfilled. I feel victorious whenever I am on a set. So, that is what I want to do. And I have always been afraid to even say it out aloud because it's like, what if I say it aloud and people are like, who is she to think that she can do that? You know, but that is like self-limiting. That's the enemy telling me that no one has told me that personally. I haven't heard anyone say that, but that's the enemy making me feel like that to keep me from having the hope to even plant the seed in the ground. So since I went first, I want you to go right now and say one thing that you are hoping for, one thing you want that you have been too afraid to say aloud. I'll wait. I'll wait. You finished? Okay, I'll wait a little more. I'll wait a little more. All right, and I want you to write that thing down. Whatever it was, I want you to write it down, and I want you to get comfortable with speaking it aloud. Remember that words are obedient. They are going to go out and do exactly what you said that they are going to do. And when you have pushed aside the fear to even say it, you have set yourself up to be able to plant the seed, to have that hope, to get the seed in the ground. But remember, hope is not enough. You have to have faith that it's going to grow, but you also have to do what? The work. You have to do the work. It's not enough to say it, to not be scared, um, to say that you want this thing, but you have to do the work as well. And that's the step that a lot of us skip. So sometimes, you know, back to faith over fear, like why, why did we talk about faith over fear and why were we talking about the seesaw um, story? Why did I tell you all that story in the first place? Here's why. Sometimes fear can be so heavy. Remember the other person on the seesaw was heavier than I was. So I was never able to come back down to the ground. So sometimes look at that other person on the end of the seesaw as fear. Sometimes fear can be so heavy that it'll leave us suspended in the air. We're just up there floating, sitting there looking at fear on the seesaw because we know that it's too heavy um, for us to calm down. But when you have help, remember I told you when we first started that 
I would ask people to come and sit on the seat with me so that I would be able to come back down because I knew I wasn't enough to bring that seesaw back down. But when I had help, when I had help, when I had people, when I had things on that side with me, I knew that I was okay. I knew that I was okay. So when you have help with you on this seesaw, faith over fear, fear does not stand a chance. So when you're a kid, what do you do? You call your friend, your best friend. Um, you tell them to come sit on your side with you. So if you're on this seesaw and you're struggling to come down from fear, you're struggling to have more faith than you have fear, I want you to get hope to sit there with you. Call Hope over and tell Hope to sit down. You need a little help. You're trying to come back down. And when Hope sits down, Hope is planting that seed. So you're going to come down a little bit more. All right, we're a little heavier now, but maybe fear is still a little bit heavier than you. And that's okay because then you call Faith and you'll come down a little bit further. And you're like, all right, this isn't enough. We got to call the big dogs out. Then you put the work in. You call works over. Works is that heavy hitter. Works is that thing. You know that kid that was in class that was like, like, super buff. <laughs> like, you look at it like, that's a kid. They look a little old for 10 years old. That's works. Because works is like, I got this. What you need? You need me to open your uh your applesauce for you? I got it. We all had that one kid in class, but that's works. You call works over. Works, hop on the back. Get behind faith because we're about to put the work in. And trust me, when you get works on the back of that seesaw with you, I promise you fear does not stand a chance in your life. And let me tell you how much I believe this. I was up until 5.15 a.m., okay, spilling all of this onto a piece of paper. Cold Case Files was playing in the background on my TV, and I hadn't paid any attention to what that particular show was saying at the time. Like, I knew I had cut Cold Case Files on. I'm old soul, if you haven't noticed. Um, So I had Cold Case Files on, and I hadn't heard anything. You know how you're so in the zone, with something and you just kind of like tune out everything around you that's how it was I hadn't heard a lick of anything that they had said on this tv show but as I was writing all of this stuff down getting it on the paper I got right to the end and for some reason I tuned into this one line and I heard it on the tv and the person was saying that you have to have hope without hope you don't live And I knew in that moment, when I heard that line, that this is exactly what somebody needed to hear this week. It was supposed to be last week, but here we are. We're a week late, but I'd rather be late than never because somebody needs to hear it. You have to have hope. You have to have faith and you have to put the work in. It's not enough to have faith in it. Oh, I'm going to manifest this. I'm going to manifest that. But are you doing the work? Do the work, have faith and have hope, plant the seed, have faith that it's going to sprout, but also water it because that's the only way it's going to grow. So 
girl, I feel like a load is off my chest right now because I don't know who had to hear it, but somebody, girl, listen, I'm virtually high-fiving you right now. I'm virtually giving you a high-five or a virtual hug because I don't know who you are, what you've been struggling with, but hopefully that was your confirmation that you just need to put the work in. All right, that's all I have. Don't have any more. Stay black, stay carefree, stay safe. I see that a lot of states are loosening the social distancing guidelines and restrictions. Don't be, um, don't be crazy, okay? Don't get crazy because this virus is still out here, and I want you all to still be safe. I want you, ha- I want y'all to have fun, but I want you to be safe too, okay? Personally, I'm still gonna be in the house until the CDC or a medical professional says that it's okay to go back outside (laughs) all right stay black stay carefree i'll see you guys next week